good evening. Good evening. Sorry, I'm a little bit late. <coughs> we are working our way through the preparations for Shabbos, and we mentioned in the previous year that one of the areas of preparation for Shabbos, which is actually a Mishnah, is that one has to make sure that all your fruits and vegetables have had trumas and mices removed. One is not allowed to take trumas and mices on Shabbos, and one has to have all the food that you're going to partake of on Shabbos prepared for before Shabbos. So therefore that means you, you by default, have to take trumas and mices before Shabbos. The Mishnah says that one of the things that the husband is commanded to ask his wife before Shabbos is isartem, eraptem, hadlikas aner. Isartem means, have you taken your maestros? Have you enabled your food to be ready to be partaken of, of on Shabbos? So therefore, trumas and maestros is very much the preparation for Shabbos. Excuse me, sorry. Very much a preparation for Shabbos. In order to understand trumas and maestros and how to go about taking trumas and maestros, whether trumas and maestros is relevant today, whether it's not relevant today, whether it's relevant in chutzlaris, whether it's not relevant in chutzlaris. So we're going to go through the whole background of trumas and maestros. And we'll lead up to in the coming year. We won't, be, we won't get there today. How actually practically to take trumps and mices? Whether I'll bring a sack of oranges in next time, and I'll, I'll try and think of something to actually show you how practically and what we do when we take trumps and mices. Many of us just read the papers and, and we. Uh, sorry. Oranges are still schmitter, maybe, maybe. Less still schmitter. Could be. Could be. Could be. Um, they're definitely coming to the end of the Schmitter life, for sure. Because the, 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 the next year's crop is now being harvested and being sold. But yeah, it could be. They, they, free, they fridge everything. They cold freeze everything for a long time. Fruits and who knows. But I can find whether it's Israeli or not is not relevant. I can buy English oranges as well and uh, show you how to take trumps and maestros. <laughs> it is about just showing you how to take trumps and maestros, not about trumps and maestros in reality. And we'll discuss whether there's a need to take trumps and maestros here in Chutzlars. If there isn't, we will go through being aid of the whole sugya. But before we do that, we need to understand the background to Trumas and Maestros. What is Trumas? What is Maestros? When is it relevant? When is it not relevant? Is it biblically commanded? Is it only rabbinically commanded? Is it relevant to all fruits and vegetables? Is it only relevant to specific fruits and vegetables? Uh, let's get an understanding of what we're dealing with, and then we'll build up to the practicalities of Meshem and the coming shit. It so happens that the halachas of Truma start in this week's Sedra. In the end of this week's Sedra, the Torah tells us of separating Truma and giving it to the Kayan. It's a possible in this week's Sedra called where the Torah tells us the importance post the story of Kairach, the importance of supporting the Kahanim and the Levim by giving them the Trumas and the Maestras. The Torah, when the Torah discusses Trumas and Maestras, the Torah very interestingly talks about Kol Chelev and Kol Degomcha. Three, three products where Trumas and Maestras applies. The products are Tirosh and Yitzah, that's wine, that means grapes, wine, Yitzah is olives and oil, and the Gomcha, and only the grains. The grains means the five grains, which we've discussed in Halilchus Kala, the five grains which are wheat, barley, spelt, oats, and rye. Those are the five grains. So when one reads the Pasuk in the Torah, the only thing that one is Mechayiv in our Torah to take Trumas and Maishas, and we'll discuss what Trumas is in a moment, and we'll discuss what Maishas are, we're going to talk about it as Trumas and Maishas in, in general terms, and we will go through all the different what the Torah obligates us to separate from our produce so that we should realize the produce isn't ours and it's there as a means to help and support everybody else before we can even partake of it. We'll discuss every single one of those approaches. There's five different types of separations which need to be taken from every piece of food, every grain and every 
fruit and vegetable that grown in Eretz Yisrael. But in the Torah, when the Torah discusses the passion of Trumas and Maishas, the Torah only talks about wine, oil, and grains. That's it. And according to most Rishonim, almost everybody except for the Rambam, the Torah only obligates you to take Trumas and Maishas from wine, oil, and grapes. That's olives, uh, grapes and olives, wine and oil, which is a derivative of the grapes and the olives, and grains, and the five grains. Any other fruit and any other vegetable does not carry with it a biblical responsibility to take trumas and mashes and give it to the kohen. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You can eat it in minafeir, you can take your oranges, your apples and your pears, you can take all your vegetables, you can eat them without any worry, without any trouble, without any concern to trumas and mashes. That is how the status is in The Rambam has a slightly different view. The Rambam holds that when the Torah says, and the Torah talks about grapes, olives, and grain, it's just a way of saying anything that's similar to grapes, olives, and grains. So grains are all the grains. The Rambam includes in grains all types of beans. They're also types of grains and pulses. They're all similar to grains, and therefore min they are mechuyiv and trumsamashus. And all types of fruits, min ha-tayi But vegetables, according to the Rambam, are not mechuyiv min because a vegetable is not comparable to a grain, and it's not comparable to a fruit. It's a vegetable. And therefore, Minatari, there's no chiv from some ashes and vegetables, according to anybody. And according to everybody else, only olives and grapes and grains, and according to the Rambam, fruits and pulses as well. That's the, the, the status of the chiv Minatari. Midrar Bonon, however, everybody agrees Midrar Bonon, you have a chiv from some ashes and any food that grows in it, so any f- food that's there for mankind, not animal food, any food that's grown for the consumption of man is midrabon and mechuyiv and trumasomysis, and therefore all vegetables and all fruits, all grains, all pulses, whatever it may be, is mechuyiv at least midrabon in trumasomysis. And that's the, the, how it would be in the time of Chazal. That's how it would be in the time of Chazal. The halachas of trumasomysis is relevant, whether the base of is standing or the base of is not standing. It makes no slight of a difference. It's relevant for all vegetable fruits, etc., that grow in Eretz However, Chazal tell us a very interesting thing. They tell us, similar to Chala, they tell us that the possibility of Trumas and Maishas starts with the possibility of Kisavoyu And Chazal understands Kisavoyu and It doesn't say that when some of you come to Eretz It says only when all of Kali are in Eretz And therefore, Chazal understands from there that Trumas and Maishas is only relevant biblically when the whole of Kali lives in Eretz Which really means that only from the time when Yeshua and into Israel until the Chorba Habais, until roughly the, 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 the destruction of the first base of Mikdash. That was the only time that in history, that for those 200, 400 years, was the only time in history that we actually all lived in Israel. Post that, we went to Bobel, and even when Ezra took us back up from Bobel, and we came back to Israel, but we never came up en masse. We came up piecemeal, we came up small amounts. A percentage of Kalisol lived in Israel, but the bulk of Kalisol remained in Chutzlar. There was never a majority or all of Kalisol in Israel. And even today, we don't have all of Kalisol in Israel. And therefore, the Chazal understood from there that when we don't have all of Kalisol in Israel, there is no Chiyuve Trumas and Maishas Minatari. So today, we don't have all Kalisol in Israel. If that's the case, then the fruits and vegetables, even the grains and the olives and the grapes that grow in Israel, are not biblically obligated to have trumas and maishas separated from them. So any fruit and vegetable which comes from Israel today is at best one drabon or maybe even two drabons. If you go to a shop and you buy in your, in your Sainsbury's, you buy carrots which come from Israel, they are mechuyiv trumas and maishas, but only because of a double drabon. Firstly, today there is no derisis whatsoever in Israel. Secondly, it's only a vegetable. 
and the vegetable anyway would never be and that gives us a complete different slant when we're dealing with situations of fruits and vegetables which come out of Eretz regarding how we have to relate to them and how what we do in situations of necessity when things have, when we've made a mistake we will discuss the status of Israeli fruits coming to Chutznaris in the next year we won't discuss it today we'll discuss it in the next year the status of Paris and Chutznaris might not be the same as the status of fruits of Eretzisol or vegetables of grain in Eretzisol itself we'll discuss that next week in two weeks time we'll what we want to discuss today is just again the general rule we're going to, what we're discussing what we're talking about Trumus and Moshes and how it's relevant Let's pretend we're all living in Eretz Yisrael, Bez which will be there, and how it would be relevant to us if we would be living in Eretz Yisrael. We'll then extend it and expand it in the coming year, a, how to practically be mafresh from some measures, and whether it's really relevant to us here in Chutz Laaretz. Do we say that if a, a fruit comes from Eretz Yisrael, Chutz Laaretz, I'm going to take from some measures, or am I only going to take from some measures in Eretz Yisrael itself? And we will discuss that at length, Bez Hashem, in the coming year, because it really is relevant to Halakha Any fruits, Vegetables, grains, whatever it may be, that hasn't yet had trumus and mysus separated from them, it has the status of what the Torah calls tevel. It's called tevel. Tevel min hatayra. If a person would partake of tevel min hatayra, he'll be he'll be he would carry with it the punishment of misabidation mind, very serious. Tevel has no kedusha. It has nothing but a status of that you need to take trumus and mysus from it. If you haven't yet taken truma from the fruits, grains, whatever it may be, min hatayra, the ones which are mochiv min hatayra. If you haven't yet taken your truma and you would partake of that tevel, then chasosham you would transgress an issa, which carries with it the punishment of misibedeshimai. If you've separated your truma, but you haven't separated your maisa, and we'll discuss what truma is and what maisa is in, in a moment. If you've separated your truma, you haven't separated your maisa, then again to eat your tevel would you'll be transgressing a lav in the Torah, but you wouldn't be carrying, you wouldn't be transgressing a lav, which carries with it a serious punishment, the punishment for not eating. For eating tevel, which hasn't had mice taken from it, is not a mitzvah b'deshemai. It's a love, but it's not a mitzvah b'deshemai. Truma makes it more, most serious. Mice is much less serious, but it's still a love and a tayyar. Once you've taken your trumas and your mice, then your fruits and vegetables, whatever it may be, is ready to be eaten. Today, where the whole chiyuvim of trumas and mice is the obligation to take trumas and mice is only midrabonon, then midrabonon is forbidden to eat anything that hasn't yet had trumas and mice taken from it. It's considered tevel and midrabonon forbidden to eat. And that you may not eat, it will contaminate any other food, if you put it into any other food, it will contaminate your pot, and it can really make the kitchen a mess. So we really need to be careful to make sure that when we are dealing with Israeli products, we have to know the, understand the background to it, we have to understand the halachas of it, and how it's relevant to us here in Chuslaritz. Teva is not Osobahanov. There's no, it's not forbidden to benefit from Teva. You can give Teva as a present. You, you can use Teva for other things, as long as the way you're using it, is not going to destroy the table. So, for instance, if you have oil which hasn't had trumas and mashes taken from it, you can't use it to light your Shabbos candles. Because by using it to light your Shabbos candles, you are destroying that table that you're not allowed to do. You can use it. You can use a bottle of oil as a, as a door stopper if you, need to, you haven't got any, any, anything else more convenient. There's nothing wrong with using the table. You can't destroy the table. You can't partake of that table in any way that the table is going to be destroyed. So, therefore, to use it as candlelight, Candle oil will be forbidden because that way, by the time you finish using it, there's going to be no, no tablet left, and that's forbidden. That's forbidden. So let's run through briefly now all the different chiyuvei hafrasha. The Torah tells us in a number of places. The Torah tells us you to be mafresh when every dogon tirosh v'yitzah, and according to the Rambam, all payers and all grains, and according to everybody else, midrabonon and all other products, you to be mafresh five different types of hafrashas, five different types of separations. 
That's called Truma Gadayla, Maiserishan, Maisershani, Maiseroni, and Trumas Maiser. Those are five different, five different hafroshes, five different separations that need to be separated from every single piece of type of fruit or vegetable that you are eating. If you have a, a five different types of fruits and vegetables, you have olives, and you have grapes, and you have wheat, and you have oranges, and you have potatoes, each one of those has to have a separate separation taken from them. You have to have a hafrosha, five hafroshes, all those five hafroshes from each one of those. Truma gazola is what the Torah discussed in this week's Sedra. Truma gazola is the first, racist, the Torah calls it the racist, it's the first of the hafroshes, the first of the separation that needs to be taken from so let's talk about you being a farmer, you've, you've just harvested your field, you've brought in all your wheat, and you put it into your granary now, it's all ready, and you made a pile out of it, it's now ready to be consumed, then it becomes table, you now have to start taking your five separations. So the first separation you have to take is truma. Truma, you have to take truma gadoila. It's called truma gadoila because there's another truma, which is a smaller truma, called truma smaita, which we'll discuss a bit later. Truma gadoila is the first of the separations that you have to separate. The tayer doesn't actually give us an amount how much are we on Mechuyev to take from Shroma Gedeira? Shroma Gedeira is one grain. You can have a huge granary full of, of wheat. You take one single little grain, put, separate it from Shroma Gedeira, you've fulfilled your obligation of Shroma Gedeira Minatari. No Mechuyev to take anymore. A small amount, tiny amount. That's enough for Shroma Gedeira. Shroma Gedeira then gets given to the Kai. Shroma Gedeira gets taken and given to the Kai. The Kai will come to the granary and lock in your door and say, can I have my Shroma Gedeira, please? And you will give him a Shroma Gedeira. Chazal understood that to give one grain, is a little bit not nice. If a coin comes to your door and says, can I have my Trumagadela, it's just not nice to give one grain. So Chazal fixed three levels of shurim, three different amounts, which you can choose which of those three you want to actually become part of to give to the coin. They said either a 60th or 50th or 40th. One in 40, one in 50, one in 60. If you are a miserly person, then you're going to give what Chazal call an ayin raw. You don't have a generous a generous uh, heart, you're not a generous person, you'll give one sixtieth. One is sixty, that means out of every sixty grains, you'll give one. If you have sixty oranges, you'll give one to the coin. If you're a mediocre person, an irregular average person, you're not generous, but you're not miserly, and you give one to fifty, that means every fifty oranges, you'll give one. If you're somebody with a generous heart, you like to give, and you want the coin to think that you're a, a wonderful person, then one in forty, you'll take one orange out of every forty, and you'll give that to the coin. That is what Hazal set into place regarding the shear of Truma Gedele. can only be given to the coin, has to be given to the coin and eaten by a coin when the Truma is Tahira, is going to be clean, not defiled in any way whatsoever, and the coin has got to be Tahira. The coin has to be a real coin, he has to be Tahira, and it has to be the Truma Gedele is also pure, not being defiled in any way. Therefore, Bizman Hazer, we have three problems with Bizman Hazer. Most of us are not Tahira, we've come in contact with Mesim, we don't have the, the purity that, that, that the, the Kalisho lived with in the time of the Mikdosh. Most Kahanim are not Tahir, so the food that we are dealing with it won't become Tahir, it will become Tahir, we will be in contact with the Mesim, or in the vicinity of the Mesim, in the room with the Mesim, and therefore we then transfer that summa onto the food, so the food is not Tahir anymore. We have Kahanim or not Tahirim for the same reason. They've also been in contact, whether they're allowed to or not allowed to, but they've been in contact uh, directly, indirectly with things which are unclean. And thirdly, we don't even know if the Kahanim today are real Kahanim or not real Kahanim. I don't mean to, in any way, cast aspersions on any kind, but we don't have a clear 
Sayichas. We don't have a clear lineage of every coin to say that this coin is 100% coin without any doubts. So therefore, we, today we do not give our truma to a coin. Primarily because it's Tommy, but secondly because we don't really know if he's a coin. Therefore, since we don't give a coin today to truma, the numbers, the amounts that Chazal fixed for the Shiurim for Hafrash's truma doesn't really apply. The only reason Chazal said you should give a 1 in 40, a 1 in 50, a 1 in 60 is only because you should be generous or it's just not nice to give a coin a single grain from a whole granary but if we're not giving it to the coin anyway why should we turn so much produce into truma which we have nothing to do with we might as well just go back to the shear of the tire and take the minimum amount necessary which is a tiny amount for truma gadola and that's what we do as when we go through the process of separating truma we will explain to you that we take a very 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 small amount for truma gadola very, very little. Truma Gadayla, when you do separate it. We have no choice. We have no choice. We have no choice. And we do try to find new chosen. We do. I say, I'm not casting explosions on anybody, uh, Mr. Nightburger, nobody. <coughs> the <coughs> the halacha of Truma is that if Chasm, a person would eat Truma who isn't a Kayan, not only is he transgressing a love in the Torah, but it carries with it a punishment of Misa Bidei Shemayim. So we have to be very careful with Truma. We don't want to have too much Truma lying around, so people can inadvertently partake of this Truma and then transgress an Issa, which carries with it a severe punishment of Misa Bidei Shemayim. So therefore we go fall back onto the minimum that we need to, and that is the Shurim of the Torah, which is no shit, a tiny, tiny amount. Truma Gedele has to be taken when the fruits all vegetables, all the grains are all together. It's got to be taken in like we saw when we discussed Hilchus Chala. Chala is also called the Truma, so many of the Halachas will cross from Hilchus Truma to Hilchus Chala, like we learned in the previous Shurim. Truma has to be taken when it's all in It should all be in front of you, and you separate the Truma when, when it's in front of you. So if you have a bag of oranges, a bag of potatoes, a bag of apples, they should all be there in front of you, and you take the Truma from the bag, from all the bags. If you've got 10 bags of, of carrots and all is ready, you should really open them all up, have them all in front of you, so you can take your Truma and Maishas. Min Hamokov exactly the same way as they have, we, we take when we have Chalat, we make sure all the Chalat together so we can take Min Hamokov. But the evidence, if you took Shomas Amashis, which wasn't Min Hamokov, they, they weren't together, but the evidence is okay. And if it comes to Erev Shabbos and you, there's no time to get all the fruits and vegetables together in order to be able to take your Shomas Amashis, and you're, you're not going to be able to have fruits and vegetables for Shabbos if you don't take Shomas Amashis now, then the Erev Shabbos, even the Chatkhela, you'll have to take Shomas Amashis if it's not Min Hamokov. But ideally, the ideal situation would be. Take a trumas and measures when it's all minhamok. <coughs> That's the halakha of truma. Is there a minimum amount from which you have to take? Like Tanya, visible. No, from which you have to take, like halakha. No, 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 no. There's no shear for truma, trumas, and trumas and measures. Whatever grows, that's where you have to take trumas and measures from. So that's the first. That's truma gedola. That's the easy one. Truma gedola has no shear. No amount, take what you like, how you like, when you like. I did need to give it to a coin, Bismarck said we can't give it to a coin, so we're going to discuss what we do with the Bismarck there. Really, Truma Tahir has to be given to a coin or buried, and Truma Tamea we have to burn. We will discuss once we get to the practical approach what we actually do with it, Bismarck said. Can we have all the pieces together from that? You cannot, you've got to take Truma Tamea from one species onto its own species. You can't take one species to another species. Each each type of fruit, each type of vegetable, each type of grain separate. Is this one no. No. 
I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. Is he taken, like you said just now, to be added on, on Erev Shabbat, or you said it's Lachat? Yeah, Lachat. on Erev Shabbat, he's no time. Erev Shabbat. So, is the rest of the, the rest without the Shabbat? That's fine. It, it, it's considered yeah, now, it's considered, it's considered yeah. perfectly edible, not having anymore, and you may partake of it. That's all I did. You can take as much as you need that fruit and vegetable for Shabbat. Uh, you're making a kiddish, and, and you forgot to take from some ashes. You bought Israeli produce, you forgot to take from some ashes. Take from your house, pull out where you're free to take it, if you've got some table there as well. Put it on the Say that I want this to be trumas and masters for everything, wherever it is, and that's fine. That's fine. The second half crusher that you have to take, the second separation which the Torah says you have to do, and that's called maitarishin. That's maitarishin called the first maitar. That's the, the second separation, but it's the first of the maitrus. It's the first of the maitrus. Now maitarishin has a completely different status to truma. Truma has a level of kedusha to it, and therefore a non-kohen may not partake of that truma. And if he does chas carries a punishment on Mita B'day Shemayim. Maishrishin has no Kedusha whatsoever. It has no Kedusha whatsoever. If a non-Levi eats the Maishrishin, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Maishrishin, however, has the halacha attached to it that you have to separate it and you have to give it to the coin. It's a monetary present to the Levi. It's a monetary present which you have to take from your produce and give to a Levi. That's Maishrishin. It has no Kedusha attached to it. You have to give it to a Levi. That's all. If you didn't give it to the lady, you're a naughty person. You're a naughty man. You didn't fulfill your mitzvah of giving the meister erishin to the lady. But it doesn't carry with it a punishment for eating. You might be, you're stealing. You're stealing food from the levim. But it doesn't carry with it a punishment of miso or anything whatsoever because it has no kadusha attached to it at all. Well, no, we don't. And therefore we don't give it to the levim either. And you've taken off the next piece of my shit. <laughs> therefore, Bisman Hazer. Is one has there where there is no knowledge whether the Levim are Levim or not. Maturation can be eaten when it's when it's tommy, when you're tired, there's no condition whatsoever to it. So is one has there where we don't know if the Levim are really Levim. Of course again, I'm not casting aspersions on anybody, but we don't have a clear lineage that each levy is truly a levy. So we don't have to therefore we're not machuyev to give them monetary, I'm not machuyev to give them the maturation. Because the levy will knock on my door and say, Can I have my maturation? I'll say to prove me your levy. And why should I give it to you if you're not a lady? I'm not machuyev to give it to you if you don't, I don't know you're a lady. And since every lady I can do that, so therefore there's no chiv to give the maturation to a lady at all. Now, if there's no chiv to give the maturation to a lady at all, I don't, I don't really need to actually separate it. I need to separate it, but I don't need to separate it. So what we do with man out there, since I'm not actually giving it to the lady, I don't practically separate my maturation. I leave it inside the group, the bulk of fruits and vegetables and grains that are there and I just, what we call Kaveh Mokim, I say that one part on the north or on the south and south side or the north side of these fruits and vegetables is going to be Maiserishan and the reason why we don't have to separate it is because I don't need to know exactly which ones are Maiserishan I just need to know that I've done my mitzvah of separating the Maiserishan so it's not Pevel from Maiser anymore I've separated the Maiserishan so the fruits are now what we call Peris Masukonim they're fixed, they are now I'm allowed to eat them but I'll eat the maturation as well anyway, because there's no problem for me to eat the maturation. The only problem is because monetary-wise I'm not allowed to, but nowadays where we have no levium, we don't know that the lady is a lady, I'm allowed to eat it financially, it's considered mine. I, I'm not going to give it away. So all I do is I make a note that within this pile of fruits or vegetables or grains is somewhere there's going to be maturation. There is, there is. I have, say I have a pile of 100 oranges, Somewhere in this, on the north side, or the south side, or the upside, or the downside, we're going to explain the wording that we use 
there is going to be the amount of my serration that I need to have to set. I don't need to actually physically separate it. My truma, because I, as a non-coin, I'm not allowed to partake of that truma, therefore I have to separate it. I have to make sure that it's not in my pile of fruit anymore. I have to put it aside and make sure that I don't partake of it. But my maceration, I don't need to set it aside. I'm, I'm going to eat it anyway, so I might as well leave it where it is. I just have to make sure that it's being pronounced as maceration, that there are fruits in the pile which are maceration. Just by the way, Trumagadayla can be eaten by the Kohen, it can be eaten by the Kohen's children, sons, daughters, and it can even be eaten by the Kohen's wife. Even if the Kohen's wife was not born as a Kohenist, her father was Yisrael. She, since she marries a coin, she can partake of that trauma. Of course, if the coins are true coins, and if the, they are tired, both the children, the wife, and the coin are tired, and the trauma is tired. Maita lady can be eaten by anybody. It's given to the, it's given to the lady. You can give the maita ration to the lady, and he can invite you for lunch, and you can join in with him. If you give your trauma to the coin, he can't invite you for lunch, because you're not allowed to partake of that trauma. But maita ration is no problem at all. Anybody can partake of maita ration. Here, when it comes to the shear of maceration, here the Torah does give us a shear. The Torah says it's got to be a tenth. You have to give a tenth of what you, what you produce to the lady. A tenth. So if you have a hundred oranges, ten have to go to the lady. If you have a hundred oranges, actually, it's going to be slightly less than ten because you're going to take from the, hun- from the hundred oranges, you're going to take a small amount to give to the if it was the time of Chazal when everybody was the Kahanim were Kahanim and the, they were, everything was tired and the Kohen was tired and you would actually separate a, 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 one out of 40 so you would then take say you had 80 oranges you would take two of those oranges out and you would give them to the Kohen then you're left with only 78 78 oranges a tenth of 78 oranges is 7.8 thank you thank you very much so you then take eight oranges, roughly, and give those to the lady. You wouldn't actually be giving the full ten of hundred or eight of the eighty because you've already separated some from the for, for the truma for the So that's the second of the hafroshes. So the first hafroshes we're going to separate truma That has to be separated. It practically has to be separated. You may not eat truma Second separation is going to be Maiserishin. Maiserishin we don't actually separate today. We do not do a Maiserafrosha on Maiserishin. We leave it in the pile, we leave it in the bag of carrots, we don't separate it, we just pronounce, as we will go through the, the, the wording, that there is on the side, on the northern side, there is a small amount, a tenth, of which is going to be considered Maiserishin. I'm going to eat it afterwards, because there's no lady who can take it, so I'm just going to eat it, so I don't bother to actually separate it. Seven and the pets, we'll give a I'm not a farmer, so I can't tell you. Large quantities went to, 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 to the canon in the beginning, yes. It's actually a, a slight problem. Uh, te- technically, one, somebody in Shul here once came to me, and, uh, some mathematician, and he worked out the, the percentage of levium that exists in, in Charlie's If you take the percentage of levium in Charlie's it's quite small only a small percent of the vein in Kalisrol. If you then take a percentage of grain, a tenth of, if you take all the grain that's grown in Israel and take a tenth of that, that's an enormous amount of grain. And that has to be given to the levy. So exactly how it works. And the same with the trauma. If you take a 40th of the trauma, even a 50th, and you try and work out how many kahanim there were, and, and it does become a little, bit, a little bit complicated how they actually got rid of all their traumas and measures in the time of Chazal. But somehow or other they managed. 
I can't tell you how. And either the, the, our figures are wrong, or there were more Kahanim than we, than we uh, think there were. There were definitely cities are full of Kahanim. Uh, kahanim. So there, there were cities which were full of Kahanim. So maybe there were greater numbers of Kahanim, even though it doesn't, doesn't quite fit with when we see in the Torah how many Kahanim there were when we counted all the Kahanim and you work out the percentages. The percentages don't quite match, but maybe there was a potential growth of Kahanim in the being more than there were other members of Kahanim. I don't know. That's not my worry at the moment. <coughs> the third of the Haprashas. The third of the Haprashas is, is perhaps the most complicated one. There's really an, an two which go together. We're going to discuss one of them this week, and then we have to finish, and then next week we'll come back, we'll finish off the last two, and we'll discuss in two weeks' time, and then we'll discuss Reza Hashem how to practically take Shumas and Maishas. The, the next Haprash is after you've taken Shumas and and after you've taken your Maishasarishan, we'll discuss Shumas and Maishasarishan in the coming week, in the coming year. The next Haprash that we have to take is called Maishasheni or Maishasani. Now, in the cycle of Shemitah, the, in the years in the cycle of Shemitah, there's year one, two, three, four, five, six, and then a year of Shemitah. Year one and year two will have an obligation of Meister Shemi. Year three will have an obligation of Meister Oni. They don't coincide. You don't have to take Meister Shemi and Meister Oni at the same time. It's either going to be a year of Meister Shemi or it's going to be a year of Meister Oni. So year one and year two of the Shemitah's year. So this year is year one, will be a Meister Shemi year. Next year is year two, it'll be a Meister Shemi year. Two years time is a year three in the cycle of Shemitahs, will be a Maishat Oni year. Year four will be again Maishat Shemi. Year five will again be Maishat Shemi. And year six will be again Maishat Oni. Year seven, which is Shemitah, there's no Trumas and Maishas whatsoever. Because Shemitah is Hefka, everything is Hefka, and Trumas and Maishas, it only applies to somebody who owns the produce. If the produce is ownerless, there's no Din Trumas and Maishas whatsoever. So Maishat Shemi is the... the Third, Afrosha that you're going to be separating. It's this year, it's year one or year two of the cycle of Shmitas, and you have an obligation to separate Maister Shemi. Maister Shemi is fundamentally different to Truma and different to Maister, but yet not quite the same as Truma, not the same as Maister. It has its own unique set of rules. Maister Shemi is Kodesh. The Maister Shemi that you separate has a level of Kodesh to it. It's not eaten by Kayim, it's not eaten by Levi, it's eaten by Yisrael. However, it can only be eaten by the Yisrael in Yerushalayim cannot be eaten anywhere else outside of Yerushalayim. It has to be taken up to Yerushalayim. All the food has to be taken to Yerushalayim and it has to be consumed by everybody in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim was full of Maestro Shani. All the marketplaces in Yerushalayim were full of food for Maestro Shani. Every person who came from, any, any farmer who owned, anybody who grew vegetables in his back garden, anybody who had any produce whatsoever, would have to take Shuma, give it to the coin, who would take the Maestro Rishan, who would give it to the lady, but he would also have a stock of Maishasheni. Now Maishasheni has to be taken to Yerushalayim, consumed in Yerushalayim, within the walls of the old city of Yerushalayim, not even today's old city. The old city of Yerushalayim means the old parameters of Yerushalayim, when the time when Yerushalayim had Kedushas Yerushalayim, when I could eat Kachim Kalim, within the parameters of the walls of Yerushalayim. Maishasheni has the same geographical restrictions as Kachim Kalim does as well. It has to be eaten in Yerushalayim. Maishasheni also is a tenth of that which is left over. So if you have a hundred oranges, you're taking your Shumagadayla, you then take your 9.5 oranges and you give them to your levy, you're now left with roughly 90 oranges, you have to take nine for your Maishasheni. Nine, that's quite a large percentage, nine for your Maishasheni. So another nine oranges have to be separated, 
for your Moses Shemi. That can't be consumed at home. It can be consumed by you. It's yours. You don't give it to anybody else. It's yours, but you have to take them to Shalayim to eat. So now, if you are um, uh, somebody who has an orange orchard, or if you're a farmer where you're growing different grains and different fruits and different vegetables, by the time you've harvested all your vegetables and your fruits and your grains, you're going to have a large amount of f- fruits and vegetables to take up to Shalayim. And that is a huge bother. Sorry? Uh, there's, there's two problems there. You have to schlep it all to Yerushalayim, and you might be living on the other side of Eretz Yisrael. You're going to have to schlep it all the way to Yerushalayim. And secondly, it, it's not going to last. It's, it's, you don't want to go to Yerushalayim every, every three months. If you're going to be growing vegetables, you're going to, the vegetables harvest the end of the winter, the fruits in the middle of the summer, etc. all different times of the year. You can't end up running back to the forest from, from uh, not like it is today, where you can just hop on a, in a car, on a plane. It was a, it was a, a job to get to Yerushalayim. So you wanted to keep your fruits and vegetables where you would go once to Yerushalayim, and that would be it. Problematic. So the Torah understands that. The Torah says, If Yerushalayim is too far away from you and you're not able to take all your fruits and vegetables to Yerushalayim, so the Torah will give you a way out. You can redeem your Trumas and Maishas. Not your Trumas and Your Maishas You have the ability to redeem. You'll take your Maishas and you will transfer the Kedusha of the Maishas onto a coin. The Torah talks about the silver coin. You will transfer it onto a coin. So if you have nine oranges, and nine oranges are worth... 50 pence each, so you'd have to transfer it onto £4.50 or £4.50 worth of a coin, the value of the oranges. You'll then take that money, all the money together, you'll accumulate over the next year or two before the Zaman, which we won't discuss today. We'll discuss in the coming year the time when you have to remove the Maishasheni from your home. There's a time when the Torah says the Maishasheni must be removed, come what may, you have to get rid of it, you have to take it to Shalim. There's a cutoff point when you, you can hold on to your Maishasheni. By then you have to take all that money that you accumulated, take it up to Yerushalayim, and in Yerushalayim buy food. The Kedusha of the money then gets swapped back over onto the food that you bought in Yerushalayim, and consume it with Hilkas, with all the parameters of Kedusha's Maishasheni, with all the rules of Maishasheni in Yerushalayim. So you have the ability to transfer Maishasheni from the food product onto the money. Now, nowadays, nowadays where we don't have a base of we don't have a Mizbeach, the Maishasheni can't be eaten in Yerushalayim either. There's no Yerushalayim per se, the Kedush Yerushalayim isn't as it is for Maishasheni to be eaten. So therefore, if we have Maishasheni, we have nowhere to take it. We have a problem, we have nowhere to take it. So what do we do? So what do we do? We have no choice. So we have to separate Maishasheni. But we don't actually separate Maishasheni, we leave the Maishasheni again within my pile. But there's Maishasheni in there. And Maishasheni can't be consumed unless I take it to Yerushalayim. So what we do is we redeem the Maishasheni, which is in your pile of fruits and vegetables, in the pile of your, fruit, of your grain, and we transfer it to money. We transfer it to money. That's called being Paida, the Maishasheni. We're going to talk about one second. Let's go, let's go down. We haven't finished yet. Now, when I redeem my Maishasheni, when I redeem my Maishasheni, technically, I should be working out the value of my Maishasheni and redeeming that onto, the, onto the, the, the same value as on the coin. So if I've got 20 pounds worth of Maishasheni, I should redeem on 20 pounds worth. Which doesn't make sense, because what am I going to do with the 20 pounds worth of money? So here Chazal gave us a kula. Chazal allowed us even to redeem a larger value onto one pruta. It's got to be one pruta's worth, which is a few pence. It's got to be one pruta's worth, but you can redeem a large amount onto a single pruta. So when I have my enormous amount of grain, a whole granary full of grain, I can redeem the Maishasheni of that, which is quite a large amount, onto a single pruta. 
onto a single fruta. That way, I can then map my take of my grain without any problem. There's no mitzvahs in anymore. The mitzvah, the trumah, I've separated. The mitzvahish, I'm allowed to eat, and the mitzvah shenim, I've redeemed, so I can I can eat that too, and then I have no problems. I can eat my grain without any worries. So that's what we do. So when we have vegetables which need to have trumah or fruits which need to have trumahs and mitzvahs taken from it, we separate the trumah gedolah. We as we fix a place where there's going to be maitha, because that's going to be the maitha, and I can eat that maitha, it's not a problem. We then fix a place for the maitha sheni, but we have to then redeem the maitha sheni onto a coin. That's a simple, simple solution. What we do with the coin, we're going to discuss in the coming sheet. We have to take that coin, and we have to get rid of that coin eventually. We have to destroy that coin, but that's something we will discuss in the coming sheet. But we haven't quite yet finished the problem, and this is where the problem gets difficult. The halakha of redeeming is that if I have something which is worth a pruta, one pruta's worth, I can redeem it onto a pruta. If I have trumasamaisus, or not trumasamaisus, if I have maisusheni, which is worth less than a pruta, I have a serious problem. I can't redeem less than a pruta onto a, a, a coin, onto a pruta's worth of a coin. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I can't take less than a pruta, which is more or less the amount of, when, when you buy a bag of carrots, the, the a tenth of the, the, the bag of carrots after trauma and after mice, it, it's probably not worth a fruta. It might not be worth a fruta. Well, if you have a single carrot, it's definitely not going to be worth a fruta. And not only that, any fruit and vegetable that you're taking trauma and mice from today is only a topic. You don't even know if you need to take trauma and mice. And all that cannot be redeemed onto a fruta. However, if you have a coin which is worth many frutas, and on that coin you've already redeemed a fruta's worth of real mice then onto that coin you can redeem as many suffix and as many small amounts of maestashenis as the value of the coin. Which therefore means nowadays if I have a bag of maestashenis, if I have a bag of carrots from, from Tesco, and I need to take my trumas and maestas, I can take my trumas, not a problem. I can take my maestashenis, not a problem. I take my maestashenis, what do I do with it? I need to have what's known as a pruta chamur. I need to have a coin which is worth more than one pruta, which already has Maitasheni, Vadai Maitasheni, definite Maitasheni of a fruit's worth redeemed onto it. And that's something which is very difficult to find nowadays. If you're an Sorrel, you, you, you could walk into the Vedas, they were selling them to you. They were selling them to you because they're, from their farms they're taking trumas and maitas all the time. So they have Vadai Maitas more than a fruta. They would put it onto a 10 shekel, wherever it was, a 100 shekel, wherever it was, and then you could continue to redeem onto that as much as you needed. Now this one means we don't have a fruit of So we really have a problem. And that's why the, the Kerit HaMashus in Gaita started. They realized that people were taking Trumas HaMashus and didn't have the ability to redeem their Maishashenim. So they started a, what's known as Kerit HaMashus. They have loads and loads of Prut They go to Etisrol. They buy loads and loads of Prut And they allow you to use their Prut If you join, you sign up. And of course, everything costs money. You sign up and you give them a little bit of money. You then have the right to use their Prut So which is a very useful thing. So when you're taking Trumas HaMashus, you're taking Maitre Shani, you're separating Maitre Shani, you now have the ability to redeem that onto a coin. Now here is where it gets even more exciting. If I have a coin worth 10 fruitas, and I've redeemed it, the first fruta, I put proper Maitre Shani onto it. And I've now ca- carried on using it for my bits and pieces that, of Maitre Shani that I've been taking over the last few months. Then I realized that the value of all these bits I've, I've now reached the 10 fruitas. There's, no there's no more space left for me to redeem anymore. So what do I do? Here again, very simple. I take another coin. I redeem the Kedusha of the first coin minus the Pruta Hamura, minus the Pruta which is definite to my which I originally put on. 
I redeem all that onto another coin, which I can do. And then I'm left with the coin, with just one fruta of the fruta hamura in place, which allows me to put on less than a shovel fruta, less than a, a half a fruta's worth onto it. And I've got the empty coin again. And I fill that coin up, and then I redeem onto another coin. And eventually, when it comes to the time for redeeming all those coins, all those coins, we will destroy all those coins as necessary, as we will discuss in the coming shit. I hope that's clear. So, practically speaking, what we do when we take trumas and maestras is, I separate the truma. I don't separate the maestra, I just fix a place for the maestra and I'm allowed to eat it. I don't separate the maestra shani, I fix a place for the maestra shani. I don't separate it, but I have to redeem it onto a coin. And since most times what I'm redeeming is less than a pruta, I have to redeem it onto a coin, which we call a pruta chamura, which has already had a definite pruta's worth of 100% maestra shani redeemed onto it. Since we don't have those coins here nowadays, I advise anybody who wants to get involved in taking trumps and maestros to join the carrying the maestros in case it's not very expensive. It's very cheap. You can do it by, it can be anywhere. It can be anywhere. It doesn't have to be needed. Sure, sure. No. They've got so many fruit of Hamuras there that it doesn't make sense. No, they keep redeeming it. They ask you, in, when you sign up, how many times roughly will you be using it? So you say 10 times, so they'll, they'll give you 20, right? When you take Maisa home, you're separating Truma. You have fixed a place within your fruit for Maisa Rishon, which you're eating. You're eating Maisa Rishon, and you've, separate, you've fixed a place in your fruit for Maisa Shani, which you then redeem on Turkey. Mrs. Shonto, that is what you do. <laughs> that is what you do. Yeah, so he'll take a little bit off. Yeah. Correct. So uh, how, how this fits into the wording, I'll explain to you in the camera here. So that is what your husband is doing. He's separating a little bit of trauma. So he tapped off. But it does not mean that it's on the north side of that tiny bit. We are going to discuss that. There is a bit in the north that we haven't finished yet. We've only discussed so far. Truma, Maiserishna, Maisershani. We still have to discuss Maiser Ami and Truma's Maiser. When we discuss all that, we will then bring a bag of something or other, carrots or something, and we will show you exactly what we're doing with the wedding. It's quite simple. But if, you, if I would just bring a bag of carrots and say, this is what we're doing, you want to know what I'm talking about. This way, at least, we can begin to understand. We have Truma, which we're separating. We have Maiser, which we're leaving, and we're, we're leaving it, and it's going to be on the northern side of your pile of little potatoes. We are separating Maiserishani, which also remains in the pile, but we're going to redeem that onto this coin, and that's the rules of the coin. One more halacha, which is extremely interesting with Maishe Shani, and then uh, we'll leave you for the evening, and that is Maishe Shani cannot be taken out of Yerushalayim. If Maishe Shani is inside the walls of Yerushalayim, he cannot be taken out of Yerushalayim. So if somebody lives in the old city of Yerushalayim, within the parameters of what the old city where Kedusha's Yerushalayim applied, and Kedusha's Yerushalayim today, according to many Yerushalayim, still exists, the old Kedusha's Yerushalayim. If you have Maishe Shani therefore in Yerushalayim, you can't take it out, and it can't be redeemed. There's nothing you can do with it. You can't redeem Maishe Shani in Yerushalayim, and you mustn't take Maishe Shani out of Yerushalayim. So what we do nowadays is, if there's any fruits grown in Yerushalayim, or if there's any fruits which are Teva, which is brought into Yerushalayim, before they separate the fruits of Maishe they take it out. They take it out, separate it outside Yerushalayim, redeem the Maishe Shani, and then they can bring it back in again. But once it's in Yerushalayim, they can't redeem the Maishe Shani. If somebody took Trumas and Maishas inside Yerushalayim with Maishasheni as part of the separation, he would have to leave that Maishasheni to rot and won't be allowed to do anything with it. Because Maishasheni cannot be touched once it's in Yerushalayim. 
So nowadays, we have Baruch Hashem Yerushalayim, it has Kedushas Yerushalayim, they therefore circumvent that, they make sure that there's no Maishasheni that ever enters into the old city of Yerushalayim. Any fruits and vegetables that come in have to have the trumpets of Maishas taken before it comes into the old city. Because Maishasheni in Yerushalayim has its own state. It's Kodesh, can't be touched, it mustn't be used, has to be eaten by Kedusha Vitara, and it can't be, has to be eaten when there's a Vesemish and Mizbech, where there isn't, they'll have to, we'll have to leave it to rot. So to get around that, they just make sure it's taken before it comes into Yerushalayim. So as we say, next week, next year, we have to talk about Maisa, finish off Maisa Shani, we have to finish off talking about Maisa Oni, we have to talk about Trumas Maisa, and then we're going to bring a bag of something about the Vesemish Hashem, if I remember, and we're going to practically show you exactly what we're doing, what am I saying when I say on the north side, and the south side, the middle side, what exactly am I saying, what am I doing, and hopefully by then, when your husband takes trumps and masters, you'll know exactly what's going on, and you won't get muddled. I'm sorry I haven't got time to say anything on the Sedra, but Mr. Shem will try and make up for it next time. <laughs>